and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. I am Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. The list you cannot see, it's a lot of depression, guys. Um, I'm not necessarily depressed myself, but um, I wanted to talk a bit about depression, and you'll kind of see why as I go through. Um, but this is kind of a, you know, peaks and valleys uh, episode. It's going to be some fun stuff, some depressing stuff, um, some actual acute neuroses um, that made me pretty uh, anxious. So let's just start off with the thing that I actually ended up uh, uh, ending, no applause, just the clap on, uh, the death of Robin Williams. Uh, this will go up um, weeks after he's passed, um, but I want to return to it um, and it'll kind of lead into something else. Robin Williams, um, as I talked about on no applause, as a kid I watched a lot of Nick at Night and I grew up on Mork and Mindy. And then, um, you know, as a kid, a little older than that, you know, Aladdin hit, and he was the voice of the genie. And then uh, years after that, you have movies like Miss Doubtfire and uh, The Birdcage that start shaping my um, comedic sensibilities um, in terms of uh, almost understated slapstick, I would say. Um, you have movies that my dad and I watched together, like World According to Garp and uh, Terry Gilliam's uh, Baron of Munchausen, uh, and and Rob Williams was the you know king of the moon with uh, Uma Thurman as his I'm sorry that's that's wrong Uma Thurman was uh, not his Venus it's it, it's still weird to think of him as dead um, especially not of natural causes um, and a lot of people have been posting online about depression or the selfishness of suicide or sometimes the selflessness of suicide I'm not necessarily going to weigh in one way or the other I can only speak personally which you know. There have been moments in my life where suicide's a viable option. Um, and I've managed to, you know, talk myself out of it. Um, it really isn't a question of going to friends and going, I think I'm going to kill myself. And because your friends are always going to talk you out of it. Um, they're not necessarily going to see it from your side and your pain. Um, and that's not to say that um, you can't have a support group. Uh, you can't have a support structure emotionally and physically. I'm not saying you can't. Um, but for me, it was easier to kind of talk myself out of it because I knew every lie I was telling myself or I knew every truth I was telling myself. Um, and obviously, I didn't kill myself. I'm still here uh, recording this and talking about it. But um, it kind of want to lead me to depression as a kid, something Deb and I talked about very briefly um, that, of course, it seems more appropriate to talk about on this. Um, I do suffer from... Um, chronic uh, depression. It's not crippling. Um, I think it was crippling in my teenage years because I was dealing with this whole wave of emotions as you would as a teenager and then to have the depression compounded on top of it um, I think shaped me and I think was part of the reason why I self-medicated was because it helped me deal with these emotions I wasn't capable of, of dealing with. Now Deb and I talked about kind of the double-edged sword of medication where you don't learn how to deal with those feelings. Those feelings are pretty much dealt with for you uh, pharmaceutically or, in my case, alcoholically. But at the same time, you know, what's, what's, what's wrong with, you know, having those problems dealt with you in the short term? This is extremely what I'm talking about with the short term. Um, I've learned how to deal with my depression in the long term. Uh, because I haven't been self-medicating. I've had to deal with every dark, sticky thought, um, every you know encroaching shadow on the inside of my skull I have to deal with. Um, and sometimes it's a daily battle, sometimes it's weekly, sometimes it's hourly. 
And it's rough. And depression is something that you can't... Sometimes you just can't explain to someone who doesn't have it. Um, it's, it's hard to describe where you're like, I give up. Like, life wins. And they go, yeah, you had a hard day. And you're like, no. Like, that's it. I've been ground under this boot heel of a world. And, you know, I'm done. And I'm just going to stay in bed. Or I'm just going to drink to change my mood or to numb myself, um, in my case, um, you know, it, it's rough. And I don't think that I dealt with it as a child. And I don't think when I was suffering from depression as, as a kid and as, um, a teenager, I don't think the avenues that are available now were there. Um, I don't think, I, I know I didn't have, well, that's not entirely true. I did have some other friends I still have, but I wasn't the person I am now. Um, I know I can handle it. I've gone through therapy. I know the pain that I can get through and say, I'm okay on the other side. As a teenager, I didn't have that. Um, and I couldn't talk to my parents. Um, and part of it was, for one of the, you know, for one of the rare times it's true when a teenager looks at a parent and goes, you don't know what it's like to, to be going through this. And any other parent will go, yeah, yeah, growing pains. I went there too. Bullshit. And I'm like, nope, neither one of you have suffered with depression. I am. And I didn't know it at the time that I was suffering from chronic depression. That's just how it is. And sometimes my brain chemistry just kicks over and I get uh, uh, literally itchy. Um, I get moody. Uh, I get depressed, obviously. You know, but I have to soldier through it. And that's one of the ways that I deal with it is um, I don't push it to the side. Um, sometimes I have to because I'm at work. Um, because... My brain chemistry is not on a schedule. Um, so sometimes I have to kind of set it to the side and go, just get through this today, and you can deal with this in a couple hours or at the end of the day. And then I do, um, because I have to. Because um, if I didn't, it would kill me. And that's just the long and short of it. So that was kind of one of the valleys. Let's go to one of the peaks. Um, some fun stuff. I was playing Hero Clicks again. This is a game I haven't really talked a lot about. It was a, We were going to base uh, one of our new shows off of it. Um, we actually ended up not recording uh, the episode we did, which I'm kind of glad we didn't. Um, just out of, you know, there were kids there and they were playing as well. And, you know, um, we were explaining mechanics, which, I mean, might have been good in terms of, um, uh, uh, you know, teaching someone who doesn't know anything, listening to the podcast going, these are your stats and this, you know, these are kind of the parameters of what you're going to do. But it was a lot of like telling the kid what to do, not letting him do it. Um, so I'd rather figure out something to do um, a little differently for a first episode, for a pilot episode. Um, but I have it kind of in the back of my head, and we're going to try to play again, I believe, uh, at time of recording next week. So uh, I was visibly, visibly excited. A lot of people were just like, <sighs> you know, who saw me, they were like, what are you going to do? Like, you're so excited. I'm like, I'm going to play Hero Clicks. And I won one of the games. We played two. Um, we played one of the, I won one of the games. I was very happy. And, you know, I didn't win necessarily out of skill. And sometimes it's not skill. Sometimes it's just luck. And people roll the dice bad or you roll the dice hot. Um, for me, it was that this is the first time I've played since rebuilding my army, uh, after I lost my previous army, um, and collection in, in, a um, unfortunate breakup. Um, but that the people playing against me had no idea what I was playing with. And I used that to my advantage. And I just kind of let a couple guys hang back and not take a lot of damage. And then by the time 
everyone was kind of done, you know, uh, with like that first scene, you know, those fight scenes in, in war movies, um, like medieval war movies with like the two armies rushing up and, you know, cresting and attacking and blood everywhere. Um, that, you know, by the time that had kind of cleared and everyone was kind of wounded and picking at each other, my friend Ryan just kind of looked over and went, that guy in the corner, what's his whole thing? And I'm like, yeah, he's, he's a beast and he hasn't been touched. And by the time they even got to him, he really, they really couldn't damage him. And he just walked in and just brutalized everybody. It was beautiful. Um, and then we played another very small game with uh, my friend's son and he won. So that was fine because it was fun for him. Let's see what else. Um, speaking of Ryan, I've been doing uh, more design work, uh, for him. Um, once in going back to the drawing board, uh, metaphorically speaking, it's more of just my computer screen, but, uh, going back to the uh, drawing board on some logos for his business that he started and congratulations to him. I'm very proud of him to start his own business. I know it's very difficult. Um, I did, you know, as well, but you know, this isn't my primary source of income, which for him, uh, his business is. So that's a lot of dick to stick out on a stump. I will say that, that, uh, I just recently finally talked to his business partner about like what the business partner wants and once again I'm just you know if it was me and Ryan or me and this kid JD it'd be fine um, but it's three of us and we're exchanging texts and emails and calls and voicemails and we're missing each other and I'm it would be so easy if we just all three of us sat down which I'm hoping it's gonna happen tonight at the time of recording but their directions to me are literally like, well, I'm like, well, what do you like? And they go, I don't know. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll love it when we see it. And I'm like, that doesn't give me any direction. JD ended up sending me a bunch of um, logos he likes um, from other companies. Um, I'm pretty sure he just Googled Elite or Edge, which is fine, which is fine. Um, it kind of gave me an idea of what he likes. It's very metallic, very clean, very elegant. Um, so... I'm going to be working on a new batch of logos um, with that input, um, and hopefully we're going to get together tonight, we'll be able to knock something out, but uh, I forgot kind of how frustrating it was to kind of play literal telephone with clients. I'm used to um, having kind of a one-on-one -on -one and being able to sit down and meet with them first and go, you know, this is what's going on, this is what I'm thinking, what are you thinking, or... You know, um, we have a phone call and then, you know, a week later or whatever, days later, we sit down and I go, this is what I've got. What directions do you like? What, which ones don't you? Um, I just haven't gotten a lot of that from Ryan and JD and it's not their fault. This is new to them. And I'm a bit of an old hand in terms of, you know, coming from a marketing, when I had an office job doing this stuff for a living, you know, I, I'm kind of an old hat and I have a certain rhythm um, and it's far more like office and professional based than, you know, doing it for friends. Um, so I think it's just kind of a learning curve uh, for them. And I think, uh, weirdly, it's a learning curve for me. Um, I'm not used to dealing with kind of two guys who don't quite know what they want or to, you know, a, a pair of clients that don't know what they want. Um, and uh, it's, it's teaching me some valuable like, oh, okay, like, you know, uh, next time I, I find myself in this position, I will go, look around and send me what you like and that will help me build something that you will like um, as opposed to just kind of shooting from the hip and they go meh so um, you know that's not really a peak or value it's more of a plateau um, kind of breaking even emotionally on that one um, it's not 
high stress, uh, but it's not low stress or no stress either. And this is something that's kind of funny. Uh, this is a high and a low all at the same time. From literally the day after I recorded last week's episode to today while I'm recording this week's episode, uh, I got a girl's number, uh, made plans with her, uh, and then got stood up. And there you go. Um, once again, kind of weird negative reinforcement where I put myself out there, and this goes back, uh, 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 I think, almost a month ago, where I ran into a girl at, at this lounge, and, you know, we seemed to really hit it off, and then she, you know, went off with this guy in a sports jersey, and I'm just like, well, that's fucking horrible. It, it's good of me that I put myself out there. Um, rejection issues, um, negative reinforcement aside, um, these are not things that scare me anymore in terms of putting myself out there. Yes, it sucks. Yes, I will get through it. We go back to this whole depression thing I talked about ten minutes ago, where, like, I have to deal with it, or it could kill me. Um, or, you know, it could kill me socially and emotionally in, in terms of I start hermiting myself off and I do isolation, and then, you know, that's no good, um, because it just leads to depression and self-medicating. Flirt with this girl, got her number, uh... Tried calling her a couple days later, um, and, you know, her voicemail was full, so, you know, whatever, and she didn't answer, and it's like, okay, maybe you're at work, and maybe, you know, obviously you don't have my number saved because you gave me yours, um, you're not answering a, 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 a number that you don't recognize, that's fine, I take no offense to that, um, I text her the next day, and I say, hey, you know, are we still on for maybe Tuesday, like, maybe a trivia, and she goes, yeah, trivia, great, and I'm like, awesome, um, you know, here's where it is, here's when I'll be there, you know, I got, I, I got to trivia at 8, uh, we left at about 11, 11.30ish, um, because we stayed a little late after trivia to make plans for Deb's birthday, which at time of recording is tomorrow, and we'll be talking about that on last week's, uh, no applause, just the clap, uh, because I did get her, her birthday present mix, but by the time, you know, we were ready to leave, the girl hadn't shown up, uh, that's fine, it, it did suck. It didn't suck that much because I had I didn't have a whole lot emotionally invested in this. She wasn't the great white hope um, of my love life. Whatever. Um, it wasn't built up in my head. I didn't build her up in my head. Deb didn't build anyone up in my head like she did with Soulmate, which I think uh, uh, that boat has sailed. Um, you know, the fact that we didn't hit it off immediately sparks fly, I think, says something. Um... I think we're just, I, 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 I honestly, I don't think it's a matter of even getting to know each other at this point. I think we, I think she's got a beat on kind of who I am very broadly, and I think I have the same with her, and I just don't think it's going to happen. There's no, you know, I, I don't see putting myself out there for her happening in a, in a positive way. I, I just don't. Um, and I don't want to make it awkward, and I don't want to ruin the, you know, surface friendship we have or the budding friendship we have. Um, and I don't want to, you know, hurt the trivia group or that, uh, even ab ab above that socially, the, the group of, uh, you know, friends. Um, I don't want to make it weird. I don't want to make it awkward. I don't want to, you know, run anyone off. Um, I like having her around and if it's not romantically, that's fine. Romantically, that's fine. Um, and really I should have prefaced all this with Love Watch 2014. That was a horrible, horrible thing I just did. But anyway, that, that, you know, that was Love Watch 2014. It's fine. You know, I'm moving on. Um, 
unfortunately, moving on does mean I am, you know, struggling with feelings of loneliness again. Um, it's not that I'm hopeless. I'm just... Hope is absent right now. Um, it's not a whole, you know... It, it's, you know... It is what it is, and I'm going to have to deal with it. Um, what about, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm still putting myself out there in the world. I'm getting better about being social. The fact that I'm talking to girls at lounges, the fact that I'm getting girls' phone numbers, um, is is not a testament to how far I've come in terms of confidence and self-esteem, but it's a testament to um, that I'm starting to put myself out there again, um, that I'm feeling comfortable doing that. I'm feeling comfortable in my skin. So, yeah, it does have a lot to do with your self-esteem and your confidence. Um, not to be confused with, with smugness or arrogance at all. Uh, it's that I'm, I feel comfortable with myself. That I can go, hey, want to hang out? No? Okay. You know, that's cool. It's fine. You know, it's not like I'm going to be compatible with every girl I talk to. And, you know, I've got, I'm a very niche guy in terms of my interests and if you're going to sit there and go well comic books are dumb or I don't get Doctor Who or what is this Harry Potter thing I doubt you'd say what's this Harry Potter thing you at least know that Harry Potter exists you know it, we're, we're not going to get each other it's like I talked about the very I think one of the earliest episodes of the show where I was talking to a girl and she just didn't seem that receptive to that at Halloween I was like yeah, man, like, I'm going to go as, like, you know, the 11th Doctor, and I'm so psyched, and I'm, you know, excited about dressing up. And she was like, oh. And I'm like, you know what, if that's your reaction to not even just Doctor Who, but just dressing up for Halloween, like, we're not going to be able to hang out. We're not going to be able to have uh, uh, anything, because I get excited about dressing up for Halloween. I, I, I like it. I like cosplay. And Halloween's a day you can do that without getting made fun of, um, you know, at my age. So, uh, I think, my God, that's it. Oh, no, there's one more thing, and it's actually really nice. Um, and it's, it's one of those, it is a way of, uh, quote-unquote, medicating myself against depression, is that I've gone back to being kind of a voracious reader. Um, every week on No Applause, I talk about how I've got, oh, so much shit to read. I'm getting better about fucking reading. Um, and I ended up getting another audiobook on, um, on Audible, um, I don't know if that necessarily counts, but um, I'm going to slam, I'm slamming through Super Gods. I've got the Veronica Mars novel, um, which the next one comes out in a couple months. You know, I've got uh, the the Robert Kirkman co-authored uh, Rise of the Governor and Road to Woodbury that I want to read. Um, and there's something else on deck that I picked up that I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but I've just, I got a, a backlog of stuff to read and I'm like, you know what, fuck it. You know, reading makes me feel great. It, it doesn't necessarily distract me. It distracts me, but um, it kind of gives my brain a break from um, dealing with everything that I have to deal with on a minute-by-minute basis in my own head. Um, and it's a bit of escapism. I mean, let's, let's be perfectly honest. Sometimes you need that. Um, so read more books. Like, I want to do that in the Will Wheat and like, play more games, but it's like, read more books. Um, voice. So... From Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I am Doug. Uh, and from Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been some of my acute neuroses. Let's hope I have a better week next week, and uh, good night, Internet.
yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!